We've heard from the players and the coaches. And now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, we, we've definitely had uh, more fun leading into a, a Jazz Playoff Overtime than that. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't want to say I'm... Uh, totally believing in superstitions and jinxes and the like. What did you do? But I did call my wife at halftime. And said game seven? No, I said it's looking good, it's feeling good, as long as they close out strong. Austin, what are you doing? I wanted to work Sunday and not Saturday. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I wanted to work Sunday too. Going along with the... Do you uh, work tomorrow? No, but as in today, I, I'm working today. <laughs> yeah, going along with the uh, weird superstitious stuff. So I have these, uh, like, kind of these sheets that let me know what kind of stuff that we have to do while we while I produce the game. You know, just to kind of each follow segment, it along yeah. each segment, yeah. just to make sure that we all always play the right sound and stuff like that. Um, so I would print them out in bulk, and the last like third of the season, probably a couple weeks after the. All-Star break, you I printed it. out a big bulk of them, like just not even knowing how many games were left. I was just like, uh, we'll just see how far this gets. <laughs> Tonight was the last oh, sheet no way. that I had printed out. Alex. So, you I mean, did it. This is my you fault. You both did <laughs> it. Is, he is, did it at the All-Star you break. You did it at halftime. <laughs> he sealed the fate months ago. You I should have better at math. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm blaming both of you. So wait, but isn't that like your master sheet? Yeah, like I would. Print oh, you out print a bunch it, so you don't cop make so, copies of it. No, so you I, have a copy digital somewhere. Yeah, I've got a okay. digital copy, and so I just print them out. And throw but them it's away easy. It's 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 good to have a hard copy so you can sit and cross off with the pen as the right, game goes. Right, you can finish it. But uh, your lap, real that's incredible, actually. That is actually pretty good. <laughs> Although I hate you for it, because now I hate both of you. This for is the it. final Jazz playoff overtime of the My season. My apologies, Jazz Nation. Yep, at. Lundy 247 or 247 Lundy? 247 Lundy. Send him a strongly worded direct message. It's at Lloyd Cole Zone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know the drill. 855-340-ZONE. There's a lot to be mad at. There's a lot to kind of shrug at and go, what else could you do about it? And there's some to be happy about, believe it or not. But was, That's what I was going to say. There's there's a positive spin on this. But I want you to just call and vent whatever's Somewhere. on your mind. If you're, if you're a glass half full, great. If you're a glass half empty, great. If you're a Clippers fan, don't call. 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> As you call in, here's how this one went. The Utah Jazz started game six with their backs against the wall, and it looked like it because they were ready to fight. They looked like they were backed into a corner, and that flighter fight had kicked in, and it was fight. Donovan Mitchell was nothing short of special, not just tonight, not just in the series, but especially in the first half. Donovan gets Jackson switched on him. He's their least good defender. They double. Donovan throws a bad pass out to O'Neal. Shot clock's down at nine. Nothing started. Donovan comes back to get it. Takes a high arcing right side three and hits. Rebound Mitchell. When the Jazz can get the half-court defense set, they've been generally fine. Donovan diving into man. Draws the foul. Hits the shot. Screams to the crowd. Flexes his muscles. And wills the Jazz to a seven-point lead. 
his second. Donovan Mitchell, you are marvelous. Donovan driving, turns the corner on Zubak to the window, lays it up and in. Donovan Mitchell is on one leg and has 12 points. Donovan gets Jackson switched on him. He's their least good defender. They double. Donovan throws a bad pass out to O'Neal. Shot clock's down at nine. Nothing started. Donovan comes back to get it, takes a high arcing right side three and hits. Rebound Mitchell. When the Jazz can get the half-court defense set, they've been generally fine. Donovan diving into man, draws the foul, and hits the shot. Screams to the crowd, flexes his muscles, and wills the Jazz to a seven-point lead, and a foul on man is his second. Donovan Mitchell, you are marvelous. Donovan driving, turns the corner on Zubak to the window, lays it up and in. Donovan Mitchell is on one leg and has 12 points. To be fair, Donovan was also really good in the second half, but there you go. Jordan Clarkson, though, he wasn't about to shrink into the offseason. His second quarter was something to behold. Rondo, left side. Rondo will shoot a three, and Rondo will miss. Rebound favors. Jazz by 11, 53-42. Clarkson prancing to the front court on his tippy toes in his runner's lunge. Goes between the legs three times. Now attacks with the right-hand dribble. Floats it up and in. He's the sixth man of the year. He's Jordan Clarkson, and he's a flamethrower. Timeout on the floor. Tyron Lue needs a timeout. The Utah Jazz lead at 55-42 in the second quarter on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan working Kennard. Double team. Passes to Clarkson. Clarkson penetrates into the window. Stops. Twirls back from eight feet and Swish. He missed a wide open Royce O'Neal, but when you're Jordan Clarkson and you're rolling, you're a tunnel vision to one place. 14 and all 14 coming in this quarter. Luke Kennard comes off a curl. He's 11 of 19 from three in the series. He misses. Rebound Donovan. Mitchell, Clarkson, O'Neal, Favors, and Bogdanovich. Donovan splits the double team into Clarkson. He's open. Fires the three and hits, and the Jazz lead by nine. 49-40, Jordan Clarkson having a marvelous second quarter with 10 points. That ball fake sent Rondo baseline, and Clarkson had plenty of time to find the Rondo stakes. drives, kicks to the corner. It's Mann for a three. He's short, rebound Clarkson. Terrence Mann has a career-high 14 points in the first quarter. Clarkson, big lunging steps, dribbling between his legs, explodes to the rack, kisses it off the window, and lays it up and in. And the Jazz lead by 11. We needed a night like the 40 Jordan put up against the Warriors, or the 40 put up against Philadelphia, and we're seeing it. Batum misses the three. O'Neal has to save the rebound to Clarkson. Clarkson is elevating as he comes to the front court, levitating in fact. Double. He's working on the left side of the floor. He rises, he fires, he hits! Jordan Clarkson! point there, Clarkson had 17 straight for the Utah Jazz. Bojan Bogdanovic put a bow on the first half. Donovan Mitchell to the front court. Double stagger left to right. Pulls for three. Off the back rim, no good. Royce back taps it out to Bogdanovic for an open three. The dagger three off the offensive rebound. And the Utah Jazz lead it 72 to 50. This is something else. They are 12 of 18 from three. This is what you got to do on a game six is have a special night. The first half obviously was all Utah Jazz all the time. The Clippers looked like they were ready to pack it up and head to Salt Lake for a game on Sunday. Something we all would have preferred to what happened in the second half. Two 
two-man game with Mann. They get Gobert switched to Jackson. He loses the dribble, kicks to Batum in the corner, who shoots the three and hits, and Donovan's furious with himself for an inadequate closeout. He knew it before it happened. Jackson just accelerates into the middle of the lane. Immediately, Mann's wide open for three. On the left side, it hits. Quinn Snyder is just irate, and he should be. That was awful. In a game six, out of a dead ball, on the baseline, they brought the ball up the floor, and the Jazz were not set. Quinn Snyder is as red as a tomato, and he is as hot as I've seen him all year. Timeout on the floor. Jazz lead is 12, 90 to 78 on the Jazz Radio Network. Reggie Jackson drives hard with the left hand, kicks the man in the corner, takes a dribble, fires another three, hits another three. Terrence Mann has 34 points. Seven point game. Terrence Mann, a name that will go down in jazz fan lore because of the unbelievable 39-point game he put together. He was great in the absence of Kawhi Leonard these last couple of games. Also, uh, it wasn't over. Jackson just attacks Donovan to the rim, flares out to Batum for the three, and we're tied at 94, and the Jazz have lost a 25-point lead here in the second half. Reggie Jackson at the top. Same play they've been running every time down in the half court. Squirrels the top to Beverly. Back out to Jackson for a deep three. Good. 94-91. Reggie Jackson now has 19. Oddly saves it. Throws it high. Loose ball. Beverly has it. Fast break again. Paul George at the window. Missed the layup. Beverly out. Hustles for the rebound. Kicks to Jackson in the corner for three. And the Clippers have cut the 25-point deficit to two. 90-88. 1.38 left in the third. The Clippers are out hustling, out making plays, and hitting everything. The Jazz were hemorrhaging and with no relief in sight. Paul George looking to throw a knockout punch with 5.42 left. Crosses over Donovan, drives the lane, passes up top, rotates the man. He reads the laces, he fires the three, and he hits. And the Jazz are down and staggered with a referee over the top, counting to 10. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe what has happened. Down 10, a 35-point swing. Reggie Jackson retreats out to the right side where on the floor it's Red Staples Center. Lines up Royce O'Neal. Swings to the left side to Beverly. Three over Bogdanovich is good. The Clippers are now hit 19 of 37 from three and have their largest lead of the night at nine. Finally, mercifully, this game did eventually come to a bloody close. Jackson has Ingles isolated left side. He drives at it, goes behind his back, keeps driving at him, gets to the window, lays it up and in is Joe Relentz. Clippers lead for the first time since 40 to 39. 96-95, to play. Beverly in the corner, gives to Paul George for a three, he hits Donovan. Splits the double team, drives down Rudy's back to the window, misses a layup. Paul George the other way. Transition again. George surveys the scene, drives the lane, kicks to Batum. Left angle three is good. The Jazz have been outscored 73 to 42 in the second half. George drives, kick out pass to Jackson, swings at the Beverly. Left side three is good. It's over, guys. It's over. 
The dream is over. The nightmare will continue. One thirty-one, one nineteen. What? Uh, I, I, you know, Johnny, you coined the phrase after Charles Dickens did, but yeah. you did say this earlier in the in the series, the tale of two halves. It's happened many, many times in this whole playoff run, hasn't it? Well, except I, it has, but I've never seen such a stark contrast uh, from no. a first half to a second this half. This was unbelievable. In my life. No, I, we may never see it again. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz in the first half, 14 of 25 in the paint. Second half, 6 of 13 in the paint. Wow. Uh, 12 of 19 from three in the first, nine of 25 in the second. Uh, that's a 59 shooting percentage in the first, a 38 shooting percentage in the second. The Clippers numbers are even more wild than that. So. What did it end up being? Was it uh, 81 to 44 in the second half? Is Something what, near that. Is that what that. it was? Let's see. Uh, the Clippers were 81 to 47. 47. So, wow. <laughs> that's uh, wow. So stupid. So dumb. Uh, seventy-two to fifty at the, at the half for the Jazz, right? Uh, or seventy-one to fifty. Anyway, uh, that, yeah. I I peered down at the score and looked at it like third quarter. I'm like, they're up twenty-five. Wow, this is awesome. I'm excited. Game seven in Salt Lake is coming. Well, and, it, 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 honestly, what you saw, Johnny, was the Jazz first half uh, game plan was to get into the paint and kick or score. Right. It was paint first, three next. That's that was a change. That was an adjustment. A, yeah, it was, and it looked like it was working. In the second half, they either didn't do that, or the Clippers spa- forced them into bad spacing and made them only shoot threes. And the Clippers in the second half did the same thing the Jazz did in the first half: paint to three. And man, sitting out there in the corners. And you cannot. I don't care what analytics say about this one. If a guy like Terrence Mann who's never been in this moment. It's his second year in the league. He's filling in off the bench for a legend mm-hmm. of Kawhi Leonard. If he goes for 39 and only two of those are from the free throw line, you did not spend enough fouls on Terrence Mann. Watching you got to let him know that you can't score 39 in a Western Conference semifinals against the number one team in the league this season without maybe getting some bruises on your backside. I'm not sure what the Jazz could have done, though. It seemed like Gobert just had to keep going out or guard the paint. He had to make a decision. It's it's like we need another big. We need someone else to come in next year that can help on the defensive side with, with Gobert. Well, there was uh, all those stats I just uh, gave you. There was one way bigger than all the rest that we'll get to here in a minute. But we got to get our callers in here. Let's get them. Uh, and then, Alex, you'd be thinking of your thoughts as well, because I know you've got some uh, as this series comes to a close. 855-340-ZONE. Light up the phone lines. Robin has been uh, the constant. He and Jordan, the constants. Jordan, you sit tight. Robin's coming up first. Robin, uh, you're usually a positive guy. It's hard to find a lot of positive to say tonight, though. You know what? I am going to be positive. Okay. There, there we go. Talk about, talk about the coaching. Talk about the substitution pattern. We got a we got a good future. We got what five six guys for the next two years. Um, before I do that though, I want to thank you guys because this is like I used to call in to Steve Klauke back in the '90s on the post game show. Yeah, and I was devastated as a twenty year old, a young twenty year old. <laughs> so now I'm not. I don't take these losses as hard, but this one they still hurt. 
But uh, I appreciate Conley playing tonight, Rudy playing hurt, Donovan playing hurt. Um, I look forward to Donovan playing in the Olympics, Rudy, Joe Ingles, you know, and I hope Donovan, I hope USA wins it. But uh, I think Oklahoma a couple years ago, we were up 20 in game five. And uh, we lost out sucker. And then it's like, uh, I, I, I hope you learn from your mistakes, but man, we're repeating them. I said I wasn't going to complain, but here I, am <laughs> um, I told you it was hard. <laughs> it, it was hard. And you know what? I did text my wife. I said, we're up by 20. I said, I'm, we're going to the game. I, I can go early on Father's Day. We can celebrate after. <laughs> I did the same thing, brother. Yeah. But uh, It's your fault, too. Hey, no, fault. Alex did it at, at the at the All-Star break, so it starts with Alex. <laughs> you know what, guys? Keep, keep up doing the I'll call next year. Keep up the movie zone. I'll bring you guys some more shirts. And uh, sports will break your heart, but... It's one hell of a drug, isn't it, guys? It sure, sure is. is. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. We appreciate that, man. Oh uh, yeah. He's he's got awesome one point guy. there, and and not not to not to, to kind of hone in on the negative, but doesn't it feel like a lot of the times, or more more times than not, the same thing seems to happen? The Jazz have this gigantic lead, and then it goes away. Certainly, uh, it, it wasn't wasn't that case a lot in the regular season. No, but I feel like this is not just this season's problem. I felt like this has been an ongoing problem with Jazz. And the ongoing problem is, I think, a, a few years ago, you sacrificed some defense for a little offense mm -hmm. and thought that you could get away with it, and it proved that, that you can't. Because the Jazz offense this season was amazing. And at most of the season, the defense was good too. They were a top five OND team for a long time this season. And I think they may have even finished in the top 10 in both categories. But it was because they were blowing teams out that the defense sure. looked so good. Well, and, and, and that's what they ran into here in this series is porous, porous defense in especially these last four games. But even in the two they won, they were giving up a lot of scoring to the Clippers, who are the second uh, best offensive team in first uh, in three-point shooting team in the NBA this year. so I, I like what you said there, and we've heard it for years. We've heard coaches say it. Defense wins championships. Or 60 points up on the other team. Sure, but <laughs> the reason you're up 60? It eventually runs out in the playoffs. Yeah. Offense. Um, and also, I, I don't – this is not an excuse. No, and it's not no. a reason, but it is a factor. The Jazz are injured. They are. Oh yeah, and Rudy got. Uh, didn't he go? He went down. Uh, he fell in the first quarter. Was it or first I, half? I think he. I think he did something in game two. To be real with you. Well, but, he, uh, he said tonight in post game. He said when he fell, he could not feel the right side of his body. Yeah, and, and well, he landed right on his hip. Right, directly on his hip. So, but again, not a reason, not no. an excuse, just a factor that when your guys are at uh, what do you think Conley was tonight? Seventy percent, maybe at the mm, on the high end. Maybe Donovan. Probably lower than that. Didn't we see him in a boot? Jordan Clarkson said at the All-Star break he's going to need wrist surgery, on and on and on. So uh, there was a lot of things stacked against the Jazz. However, again, not a reason or excuse because you were up 25. Absolutely. With the injuries. So, But at the same time, you gotta you got to give credit to the Clippers. Absolutely. They beat yeah. us four games in a row. They have guys that I thought were uh, scrubs that are not. They're really good. Reggie Jackson made himself a bunch of money and in these playoffs. And they did it without Kawhi for two of those games. Yep. They, they 
if Kawhi can somehow not have an ACL injury, I haven't seen the latest on that, uh, the Suns may be cooked. They may be cooked anyway. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They, the, the, the Clippers look great. 855-340-ZONE. Lines are banked. Jordan is up next. Hi, Jordan. Hi, buddy. Thanks for calling in all playoffs, man. How are you? Uh, that's yep. a trick question, right? Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. How's your health? <laughs> well, was, my heart was beating so so fast in the first half because oh my gosh we were so good and then the third quarter happened and I was like oh no I meant your general oh, no. overall health in your life I was trying to <laughs> no you're no, not no, you're no. not like uh what's your blood pressure is what he's asking no I'm asking <laughs> uh this is sports it's not life hopefully your life is still well and healthy and strong but it sucks tonight yeah. in the sports realm of your life no, I'm doing good. If good. That's what you're asking. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. You're not gonna like get your foot amputated on Monday morning or anything. So, well, not this Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I was trying to look yeah, for something good. sunny, but uh, go ahead, Jordan. Oh, what's up, man? What? What? What can we do for you tonight? Because I got nothing. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, there's so many things going through my mind. Um. This just reminded me of the situation where Kawhi Leonard went down. It reminded me of the Rocket situation where they were going against the Warriors and Kevin Durant, I believe, went down. And everyone's like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. And they, got, they lost two in a row, I believe, or they basically lost the games they needed. It felt like that was the Jazz as well. And I don't know if that's a fair comparison, Zoo, but I – I'm hesitant to say this, but I was talking with my cousin and with my friend, and I feel like some of this might have to be on our coach, Quinn Snyder. Do you guys did you guys see him make a lot of adjustments when the Clippers made adjustments in the third and fourth quarter by chance? Besides uh, going to zone for a little bit? No. Mm-mm. My question is, do you guys think, and I'll explain why I'm saying this, but do you think he's a great coach in the regular season, but a so-so coach in the postseason? No, I don't think that. No. Uh, I think, I think that uh, the Utah Jazz needed to make some adjustments. They should have made more adjustments in Game Six. They did not. They made, or excuse me, Game Five. They did not. They made adjustments in the first half tonight. That game plan was completely different. But then in the second half, they got reversed. Someone said on Twitter, and maybe this was a factor, that the drugs wore off and those injuries were really hurting after halftime. I don't know. You were up 25, though. You never know that. Uh, I don't think that Quinn Snyder's a good regular season coach and a bad offseason coach or a postseason coach. I think that he and the team are still progressing together, mm-hmm. and he, it, you're only as good as your personnel. And I'll be real with you, Johnny and, and Jordan. A team that I thought was nine, ten deep going into the postseason in the Utah Jazz ends up they were six or seven deep. They they completely basically well not completely they basically shut down the bench. Come you know completely. What did what did Favors have again? Was it two points? Uh, yeah, and you know what George Yang did. Yeah, in the he, had, he had zeros. I mean, it's it's just that Joe Ingles had to start a lot. Credit credit the Clippers. So so when people say adjustments, 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 you're right. But on the defensive end, who do you look to uh, as a, uh, personnel-wise on that Jazz roster 
to go in and shut things down and turn things down defensively other than Rudy Gobert? The answer well, is here, probably here, nobody. It's supposed to be O'Neal. Here's, here's two things that I – the reason why I bring up. And I'm not saying the coach is a terrible coach in the postseason. I don't think that at all. I mean, we won our first series pretty handily. I Here's the two things that I saw, and you guys can correct me if I'm overstepping on my thoughts here. First, I didn't see Coach make any changes as much. Like, he did make a change in this first half, but I feel like when we found out Kawhi Leonard was hurt, he's like, oh, we don't have to make any changes. It almost felt like because he's hurt, we'll have the advantage now. We'll be able to just play our same system. Didn't work. Then we get Mike Conley back, and again, I feel like they made a few changes because Conley was in, but they again felt like when they were starting to lose momentum in the third, oh, we can stay at what we're doing. We don't have to make uh, drastic changes on the defense or anything because, hey, look what we did in the first half. So I mean, yeah, I'm going to stop you right the there, though, same. Jordan, because you're 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 right that you need to make adjustments defensively. But again, who do you turn to and change? Who do you change the who 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 in the, in a personnel standpoint, a player's name? Are you looking at these box scores and going, well, if Quinn had decided to put so-and-so in on defense and switch to that scheme, then this would be different. Because I see it on offense. This team just missed shots in these last four games and made a lot of shots in the first half tonight, obviously. Defensively, though, they were the same team all six games, and I don't think that's an adjustment problem. I think it's a personnel problem. That's just me. So so if you've got a name, I'd love to hear it. Two things I thought is that they should have done more zone in the fourth and the third. I saw when they did go to zone, and maybe I'm crazy, that worked better than having it man-to-man because that was putting Rudy in a terrible situation where when the driver got past his man, Rudy had to, like what you guys said, make a decision, defend the paint or guard his man on the three-pointer. And it was the same play over and over and over again when they played man. And they didn't change to zone. They didn't change to something else. Also, Elio Siva. He's smaller. He's probably faster. Maybe he could guard the perimeter a little bit better than Rudy could. Mm. Maybe I get you would have to give up the paint, but I'd rather give up two points than three points, especially when you know Matt is making his shots. I think that was the plan, like you guys said, let him have the open shot. And, oh, my gosh, when he started making, like, let's say five three-pointers, maybe that should have switched to, okay, maybe we got to guard this guy. It felt like we weren't. I felt like the Jazz let us. Uh, okay player become a great player against them. And I've seen that during the regular season too, where, for example, let me see, Rivers he usually doesn't play that great, but against the Jazz in certain halves, he plays amazing, and we're like, we can't stop him. And I think there's sometimes where there's no names that I guess the Jazz are not expecting to play good that all of a sudden go great because we over underestimate them. I don't know. And again, I'm not saying – I'm ranting. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm just – this was an opportunity, one yeah. of the greatest opportunities for the Jazz. And I know everyone's saying that that's positive. Oh, well, we have the future. We have a lot of young guys. And we have this great opportunity to keep on going. I know that that – if it was the in the past where, you know, people stayed on their teams and you just built and kept growing, then, yeah, I believe that the future would be great. But this is a uh, era of basketball where super teams are made – in an instant. Next year, who knows where Damian Litter could maybe be traded to the Lakers or to another super team. Who knows what could happen. Or the Jazz. And so, I would love that. <laughs> that would be crazy. I personally would love 
if we could have just three point guards on the four, Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Damian Lillard, and then we have just two, a few other big guys there and just play a small ball right there. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, the salary cap won't allow that. As you know, but yeah. Hey, Jordan, you've been great. You've called in several times a game and every game this, this, off season, this postseason. God, I'm already in off-season mode. That sucks. Uh, but uh, do it again next year, will you? And we'll uh, look forward to interacting on Twitter and stuff. For sure. And I'm going to take a nap and try to relax <laughs> yep. and hope for next season. And thank that wife of yours for us for letting you be part of the show. Hey, thanks, Jordan. We appreciate it. 855-340-ZONE. Some thoughts there from Jordan. Uh, before we get out to the phone lines, Alex, we haven't turned to you yet. Uh, there were some things Jordan was saying that you nodded at. There were some things that Jordan was saying you shook your head at. Your thoughts as the Jazz lose this series four games to two. You know, I think one of the common themes that I keep coming back to, and I've had a lot of friends texting me a lot of the things that Jordan said, uh, questioning, saying, you know, adjustments. Why didn't we make any adjustments? Why did the Jazz fail to do this kind of a thing? I think it came back to a lot of what you said with, you know, the personnel. But I think there's also one key piece that has been missed so far. And that's Ty Lu. Um, Eddie Johnson on Twitter tweeted out the Suns guy. Uh huh. Yeah. He tweeted out Ty Lu's resume. He was down three one against Steve Kerr. He was down three two to Brad Stevens. Down zero and two, and then later three and three to two to Rick Carlisle earlier this year. And then zero and two lost Kawhi to injury and beat the number one seed Utah Jazz four straight. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, an, an average coach doesn't pull all of those things and all of those things in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw in the first two games, Quinn Snyder outcoached Ty Lue. And that was the end of that. Ty Lue figured it out and he had the jazz number the rest of the time. And when you have better personnel and that caliber of coaching, you know, yes, it's frustrating and jazz fans should be disappointed with this but it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, and hmm. th- that's a good point because Ty Lu and I don't have a, I don't have a lot of sources and the sources I have around the league are not well placed, but the people I do know and I talk to about Ty Lu specifically, most of them think it's mostly that he has a good staff that gets no credit and Ty Lu is a name. And so he gets the blame and the credit that's the gig, though, of being a head coach is you take all the blame and you get a lot of the credit. Quinn Snyder should have one coach of the year, and yet people are calling in and on Twitter saying he should be fired or, or it's a coaching problem. It's not a coaching problem. When you look at the roster and you add up the things that do impact the game, like the key guys being injured, and you're not as deep as you once thought you were, especially with Conley being out of the series until tonight – you just you can't turn to someone and say on the bench, all right, now it's your time. We need you to go. Ilya Silva cannot guard the perimeter better than Rudy Gobert because nobody guards the perimeter better than Rudy Gobert. Nobody. Mm. I don't care what the right. national media tells you. I don't care what the local media tells you. The numbers say Rudy Gobert is the best defender in the world, even on the perimeter. What did he just win? Defensive player of the year. For the third time. Right. And there's a reason. Now, so you can't tell me that Ilya Silva guarding the perimeter would have turned this series or this game around. You look at, and Mia only got a lot of playing time in these playoffs, Johnny. I know. He didn't play a second tonight. That's an adjustment that Quinn Snyder decided and made. Yeah, he did. Now, look, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, you were talking about the, the, the 
behind the scenes people behind Ty Lue. His first year in Cleveland, didn't he win a championship with them? I believe he won the first year as a coach with them. What I'm getting well, at was he is coaching. <laughs> but, well, granted, that's he had, why my sources, by he, the way, question him as right. I, as, he had he had LeBron. I get it. But what I'm saying is, I'm I, he probably didn't have all the same staff then that he has now, or vice versa. So there is still something there that he's got going on, and it, it, he could win a championship this year, his first year with a, as coaching a team or a different team. He could. Yeah, and, and it just says something about him. And, and Alex is right. That That's kind of what we, we're overlooking. We keep looking at, oh, the players, they didn't put enough, you know, make enough baskets. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Well, they could have just been outcoached. Uh, yeah, the other thing is I, I, I don't like to give coaches too much credit, and I don't like to give coaches too much criticism because they aren't the ones no. playing. I still think this comes down to we need someone else on defense just besides Rudy. We do. We need another guy. It's supposed to be O'Neal. That's who they keep saying. Oh, our best defender. Let's put O'Neal on whoever their star is on the other team. Yeah, if we're being honest with ourselves, and I don't mean this as a huge slight towards Royce O'Neal because that guy has carved himself, scratched himself from the bottom of the, of yeah, the heap no, he's, he's to be great. an NBA starter. If we're honest with ourselves, Royce O'Neal's not an NBA starter on a championship team. Correct. I agree with that. And I know that that would make him and the rest of the team and probably my boss is mad to hear me say that, but that's how I feel. That's the truth. I always thought that when they put, when they took Joe out of the starting lineup and put Royce in, I always had a weird, like, what? Well, you know? the reason they did that was? They needed points off the bench. And he's a better defender than Joe Joe Right. right. All right, 855-340-ZONE. The, the phone lines are banked. I'm getting tweets that uh, people can't get through because they're so banked, so they're sending us their thoughts on Twitter, which you are welcome to do as well. Find us on Twitter. But Gary uh, is back on the show. Welcome back to Jazz Playoff Overtime, Gary. Thanks for calling in. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I've been better. I'm sure you can feel the same. Uh, I'm really – what did I tell you in the last – the last time I called in the Jazz was um, win the series? And I was right. Yeah, you were. You were. And I and I told another thing I told you I was planning on coming down to game seven on Sunday. Now my plans are ruined. Your your plans are ruined on Sunday? I hope not. I hope you can make some other plans. Life yeah. goes on, right? Yeah. But I I have a, I have I have something to say. the the, the elimination in the second round for the third the third time in the last five years. Did you know that? The elimination in the second round? In the last three times. In the okay. last three, five years. Okay. Last season. Oh, I see and, what you're saying. Uh, yeah. And I'll agree with you there. I think that uh, wait, wait. when you when you get someone like a Mike Conley at the money that you get him and you go out and you sign some guys like Boyan Bogdanovich and you bring back Derek Favors, it's Western Conference Finals or a failure, and I think this team was a failure in the end this season. Doesn't mean that it wasn't a great year. Doesn't mean that it was a legendary moment in the team's history. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be celebrated. It just means that the goal was to at least win the conference – and it fell short again. You're right there, Gary. That's 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 falling short. That's not doing the job that they paid no. the guys to do. And I'm not saying anyone lollygagged and missed out on it. It's just it. That's how the ball uh, bounced this season again. I have another question for you. Do you think Mike Conley and Jordan Lang 
going to be back next season. They both of them, are, both of them are free agents. Mike Conley makes a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, George Niang makes a little bit of money. Both of those will factor into whether or not either guy is back. I will tell you this: the way George Niang played in the playoffs might mm-hmm. be the answer to that question. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I would think the Jazz would like to, and this I don't mean this personally, but as we're looking at numbers, the Jazz may like to upgrade at the George Niang playing spot. Maybe they have a guy on the roster currently who didn't play a lot and might slide in there next year and Jarrell Brantley or somebody else. Uh, but Mike Conley, I'll tell you this, he and Ryan Smith are good friends. They golf a lot. They're, they want Mike Conley to be back. Mike Conley wants to be back. But I've been told there are teams out there prepared to give him $40 million. Yeah, And that would be, the Jazz could do it. They'd have to write a big old fat tax check, to all which they're the already teams. doing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. And he's 33 and he's having hamstring problems. Lots of questions. I don't remember a time since Gordon Hayward that the, one of the Jazz starters was in such a free agent back and forth discussion. Uh, whether or not he's going to be here. I think if you ask 10 people, you'd get six saying he's staying, four saying he's going. Yeah. I so would, I don't know. I would actually like to see the Jazz bring him back. I don't know if it's going to happen based on what he's going to get on the free free agent market. I just, you know who I'd like to see the Jazz get? Who's that? Damian Lillard. D- Damian Lillard. Oh, yeah, of course we'd like Damian Lillard. Yeah, he makes even more money. Uh, yeah. And you'd have to trade for him. So who are you trading for Damian Lillard? Because you can't trade Adoka Azabuki, Royce O'Neal, and Mie Oni for Damian Lillard. You're going to you're talking about Rudy and or Donovan for the Blazers yep. to even pick yep. up the phone on that one. Absolutely. So I don't I don't think that's I think that's a dream. But I don't. But we'll see. Gary, you're the man. Thanks for calling in. Eight five five three four zero zone. Steve is on Jazz playoff overtime. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve. Yeah, how you guys doing tonight? Uh, kind of, uh, kind of a, a bummer, uh, but uh, you know what? I along the same lines of what you guys have been talking about. I, I think you know we we had a great season, and uh, questions about you know personnel do come up. Uh, I think the personnel they assembled was great for the regular season against probably eighty-five percent of most other teams' personnel, but. Uh, one thing that we've learned is, you know, uh, when uh, our team can go to a switching small lineup like, you know, the the Clippers this year or the Rockets uh, a couple of years ago, we haven't really adapted our personnel to fit those sort of matchups. And it's probably because we don't run into teams that uh, do that to us so often. But it's really, uh, really hurt us in this round. And because, uh, you know, you can't. You know, you don't want to take Rudy off the floor that much, but uh, uh, there there is a time and a place where I think, you know, if we had somebody like Jay Crowder still with us, uh, you know, you could throw him in, in a center and just to try try to let Rudy know that, you know, in, in a particular matchup, it might be good to just go small. And uh, I don't know what his ego would be like if he had to sit, but uh, – Somebody like Jay Crowder would have been ideal in a matchup with a small lineup of the Clippers. So I don't know what the Jazz are going to do in the offseason. They'll, go, they'll probably go and woodshed and uh, look at the personnel and uh, see what they can tweak or change. I, you know, there's not a whole lot they can do other than, like you said, uh, you know, uh, maybe not 
maybe not keep George Yang, he, although he helped us a lot and he improved during the regular season, but his weaknesses got exposed. Uh, Mike, you know, I, I, I can't see matching a $40 million a year offer for for Mike, although we'd love to have him. I'm sure the, all the rest of the team would love to have Mike back. He is a difference maker, as we found out this year. Uh, but I think the only way, uh, the best way to keep him and still keep the the team viable without handcuffing them with a big salary is if Mike will give us a hometown discount of some sort and take a little bit less. And I assume that'll be up for negotiation. It'll probably depend on how much he really wants to be here and believes in in us. And I guess you know he's made a lot of money, so you know if he if he's willing to take a a bit of a, a discount and and stay here. Uh, That'd be great, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if it uh, makes a lot of sense to uh, you know match a forty million dollar offer some other team out there is going to to give to uh, to especially with his uh, as you say his uh, hamstring issues. So, so it's a lot of work to do. It's been oh, yeah. a great season, but uh, you know what this what this uh, series did was did expose and show what what we need, what the mm-hmm. team needs to work on. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. 855-340-ZONE. Steve with a, a lot of points there. Adam, you're up next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Go ahead, Adam. Thank you, guys, for taking my call. Uh, now, Adam I mean, warned me on Twitter earlier, and I said, you know what's coming. Just brace for it. So uh-oh. I'm braced, Adam. He he literally is. He's, he's, he's ready. I mean, this is more than just a simple blown lead and all that stuff. I mean, we fought, we fought the Quintana regime for seven years and it seems like they never want to try to go for a championship i mean this is just the ultimate frustration i mean you said oh we need to add some guys that are different what do you think the trade deadline is for how come the jazz never participate in it who cares if we have to give up a couple of fan favorites to do it i mean can it i mean if we have to give up joe ingles then kenahan and james are gonna have to just find somebody else to do a <laughs> slow-mo segment on their show yeah yeah i mean this was it 2021 was it. We should have done everything it took to get a championship, and we blew it. Quinn blew it by not making adjustments. The front office blew it by not bringing in that defender just that they could. They could say, oh, no, no. no. They could have brought somebody in. They just didn't want to do it because it was going to cost too much. But when you're pursuing a championship, there should be no such thing as too much. And a lot of players just didn't just let us down because they didn't even try. Seems like a lot of them are entitled and feel like just because they wear a jazz uniform, they're entitled to our love and stuff like that and not have to do anything. Everybody failed. And they should just fire Quinn, fire Dennis Lindsay maybe, and just start the whole team over because they're never going to get this opportunity again. All right, hold on. I got to stop this right now. First of all, if you think that the jazz didn't try to do something at the trade deadline, you're absolutely wrong. Of course they did. But there's no – who could they give up? You're gonna give up Niang for who? You're gonna give well, up. Adam brought up Joe Ingles, and that's I think that's for actually who? well, I think that that's actually when you're looking at the tradable pieces on the Jazz, Joe Ingles qualifies. No one wants that. Well, then he shouldn't be in the which NBA. Is, which is why no one made a trade. If no one wants him, why the, did the, the front Jazz off, want him? The front and office. And that was a tried. funny comment about DJ and PK. We'll no, just that was good. Find but else. look, look, the the the, the front office. Thanks does for what the they call, do. Adam, and thanks for the support all playoffs long. Right, thank, thank you for that. And I, I understand why you're mad. I understand why he's mad too, but I don't think calling for everyone's head here is the correct answer. And I'm I was going to save this for later, but I'm bringing it up now. 
this season actually was a success. It was a failure because we didn't win the championship, but you base it on last season, we had the number one record in the NBA. We got past the first round. We got defensive player of the year. We've got the sixth man of the year. This is an upgrade from last season. Sure. Hands down, this is still a successful season. We did not win the championship, and all of us wanted to win the championship. Trust me, the team wanted to. Was it a successful postseason? Yes, in the fact that we got past where we had been stumbling for the last few years, yes. But did we win the championship? No. Yeah. That's and where, that's where we'll not. That's where we'll disagree is regular season, like I said, this is a season to celebrate. It's a season to remember. It's a fun right. season. It ultimately fell short. Sure. And what Adam said, I think, is right, that 2021 was about as diamond of an opportunity as you're going to find. Sure, things lined up for us. It looked right. And uh, I think it was uh, either Jordan or Gary who mentioned earlier that you never know what's going to happen in free agency. What, who's going to join up with what team or trades are going to be made, and there might be another super team in the West next year that the Jazz are going to have to fight through again. And this, is, this lined up really well for the Jazz they didn't get there. It, it fell short, and I think that that Look, is a failure. Don't, I think that's a step short of where they should be. Don't write the Jazz off. The super team next year could be the Jazz. What if we bring in someone else? You know, that people want to come here now. We have Dwayne Wade behind us, which actually shows a big thing for more free agents to come here. Yeah, we've, got, we've got Defensive Player of the Year. We've got the Sixth Man of the Year. We've got Donovan Mitchell. We bring, who knows? Maybe someone does want to come here. But that's next year. That's next year. This year was a failure. No, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say this, though, to what uh, Adam was saying as well, and to your point of it being a success, think of where the Jazz were last summer where reportedly, allegedly, it was, it, their well, top two stars hated, hated each, each other. other's guts. Right. Now they're the best team in the NBA. Perhaps that factors into – in action or action, in trade deadlines, in the offseason. You know, we don't know what goes on in those discussions. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe that set them back further than we thought, even though the play in the regular season showed that it was a lot better and it may not have set them back. Maybe it did. Maybe that kept the Jazz from making A move, B move, C move, so that the chemistry or whatever wouldn't be a volcanic situation again. They are to be commended, and they, I don't know who it was, but I'm sure it was a collective effort from Quinn Snyder to Dennis Lindsay to Justin Zanuck to the training staff to the front office, David Morway, to the ownership. Everybody is to be commended, Donovan and Rudy, for coming together and saying, all right, let's fix this. Let's talk it out. Let's get better. Let's get healthier. Right. From an emotional and relationship standpoint, that was about as successful of a fire put out as I've ever seen in sports. Right. It was great for them to come come back. What, what was it called at, at one time? Uh, unsalvageable. Unsalvageable. Yeah. To, to I mean, hey, look, like I just said, I still think this was a, success, a successful season, even though all of us as jazz fans and media want them to win a title, it was still a successful season. 855-340-ZONE. A guy I know agrees more with Adam Adam's thoughts tonight than your thoughts, Johnny. Bruce Uh-oh. Pitcher, one of the most uh, rabid jazz fans in team history, and I think he'll take that as the compliment it's meant as. Bruce has called in, and uh, good to hear from you, Bruce. I wish it was after a win, but I know you oh. feel uh, a lot of uh, disappointment in how this season went. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm sorry I'm called in this year, cause, but I've been listening. I've been Because I 
the unfortunate thing right now is I live in Arizona, so it just sucks. Oh, yeah. Suns, suns, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I agree, like, season was a success, playoffs were a letdown. I mean, but but I will say this. I will say this. Blowing it up is not the way to go. Okay, how many right. years? Let's just roll it back just a little bit. How many years in, with Stockton Malone did we do the same stuff? If you think about it, 94, we go to the West Coast Finals. We're up on the Rockets. Oh, then they freaking come back and beat us. Then in 90, 96, we go to Game 7 with the Sonics, and they beat us in Game 7. Then finally we flip it over when Stockton Malone were like 37, 36, whatever. We finally get to the hump, and then unfortunately we played Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Kenny the Jet Smith pointed out not too long ago, you don't just all of a sudden swoop in. Let's not right. forget that Donovan Mitchell is, what, 24, 25 years old, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get better. Right. Like, the dude, and I saw some jazz fans just saying some of the dumbest things tonight. And, I, hey, I say a lot of dumb things on Twitter. I got to vent it, and I say a lot of dumb <laughs> things. Like you just said, I'm one of the most passionate, diehard, and know this team inside and out their legs tomorrow. That dude, and they were like, he's just a role. That dude's a flat-out superstar. Okay, that, that, that discussion needs to just go down the drain. Like, he's only going to get better next year. Look at Paul George, for heck's sake. Like, he was nothing, and now all of a sudden he's – how many times does it take for him? It's not just you to swipe in, swipe in and all of a sudden the young team's just going to pick it up and win it. Are we frustrated? I'm beyond frustrated. Up 25 points tonight, I was already booking my ticket. I was coming to game seven. But like you said, I got a kid on the way in four weeks, which I'm freaking oh, my first congrats, son ever. So there's man. so much more awesome. That's yeah, really cool. Stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm – and I get more frustrated, and you know this. You guys know this, how much I love this team. I got a dang tattoo on the line. I put more on, on this team than anybody. So I vent on Twitter. But also, I will take a step back and say what we need to do. Now, this might be crazy, but this is a thought. Would you ever trade Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert for Damian Lillard? And no. then you go out and you get it. You, Johnny, you wouldn't? No. Uh, it's not as hard for me to – it's not as easy for me to immediately say no – I would really strongly consider it, and that is from maybe Rudy Gobert's biggest fan in the world, Austin Horton. I don't think Rudy does any wrong or can do any wrong. I think he's that great, but Damian Lillard is up there with the NBA uh, uh, top 10 player in the NBA's history. We get rid of Rudy? Who's playing defense? I know we got to go out and get some guys, but no one. Exactly. But that also, we'll see what happens with the Nets this year. But they're obviously throwing defense out the window. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you're right. But I just see these bigs right now in the NBA. I see Joker won the MVP. But literally, I know Jamal Murray was out, but they couldn't do anything, right? Yeah. You, see, you see this small ball lineup with the Hawks and what they're doing. Even they lost tonight, but they're going to game seven against Joel Embiid and supposedly this monster of a thing, you know? And, and they're supposed to be loaded with defense with Ben Simmons and all those guys. So I'm just saying with the league in general, I love Rudy as much as anybody, but I'm just saying, and I agree with you, Austin, you made a great point. It's not an adjustment. It's freaking personnel. Like, who are we coming off the bench with? Are you kidding me? Like, oh, we're right. going to send Rudy. But it's also what Draymond Green also said not too long ago, and he said they, you can put Rudy in uncomfortable situations. And Ty Lue put him in uncomfortable situations. And I honestly think that's why the Clippers wanted to play the Jazz is because they are a mismatch problem for us. I wanted the Mavericks like there was no tomorrow because mm-hmm. I was like, we can play against these guys. Yep. But they, the, the Clippers as a whole, as a team, were a mismatch problem. Let's just be honest. That's the truth. They got skilled guys all over the place. So 
I agree. George Niang, love the dude. Minivan, it's funny and all, but see you, bro. Like, he was so exposed in the playoffs. We need, even if it's whatever it is, but you remember back in the day with Stockton Malone, we brought in guys like Chris Morris, Greg Foster. Those guys, the big dog, Antoine Card. You know what I mean? All those. Shandon. We need a little bit more of those guys back. You know what I'm saying? And Shannon Anderson, that was awesome as a rookie, then he left. And then we have Howard Isley. You know, that was a great point, backup point guard. But that all being said, like, I'm not, I'm not ready. I mean, I said some things, but I'm never going to leave this team. <laughs> I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'm the first to take ownership of that. I blow up on Twitter, but I, I just got to get off my chest. And plus, like you guys said, there's so much more to joyful in life. I mean, back in the day, I literally would be like ready to go break something. <laughs> I, I was going to hey. ask you, Bruce, with your journey personally, uh, and now you're staring down a month away from having your first son, where are you at differently from then to now emotionally when the jazz season ends? You know, I, I'm a lot better now. Like, yeah. I can't believe it. Well, I'll be 100% honest. I had to go to therapy a year and uh, it's been over a year now. I went and saw I literally paid and saw a therapist about sp- my sports games. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> so that might sound crazy, but everything that I've been through in life and the way that the therapist pointed out means like, you should just be enjoying this stuff. And, I, and, I, and I've been through a lot as a guy. Austin knows a little bit of it, but, like, it's just there's too much joy in it, and I'll be back next year, and I'll be ready to roar, and I'll be ready to say we're going to win the title, and I'll be ready to go nuts no matter what, you know. And But right now, it just sucks, but I'll wake up tomorrow and uh, hope the Suns lose. I'll just be completely honest. <laughs> I cannot have the Suns win. That's winning. something I can well, get on with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Thanks, suddenly guys. a Clippers fan. I'm with you, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Clippers fan. I, I just can't. I just can't do it, man, because the Booker-Donovan thing, the whole, like, Chris Paul thing, Chris we know Paul, how we feel yeah. about Chris Paul. Yep. Come on. If Chris like, Paul wins a title, guys with, I might have oh to quit. My, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, exactly. Would be a, that would be, and I mean this totally, a punch to the groin if Chris Paul wins a title, if you get my drift there. That might hurt more than the Jazz losing. Because he likes That's to punch true. groins. Chris Paul does. Yeah. I got it. Bruce, yeah. uh, you are you are Thanks, amazing. Guys. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Good to Bruce. hear from you. Be well. He, he, Bruce has a very interesting point that we, we, we kind of got over quick. He, uh, he mentioned that you have to work your way up. You know, you just don't jump from being knocked out in the first round to winning a title. You do got to go through the ups and downs, win, lose, get farther on, bring in a better player, then fix what you had wrong the previous year. And I, I do agree with that. Now, the flip side of that is Booker from, from Phoenix. You yeah, know, yeah. That it's it's. I don't. I I don't know. Who's I think, got a better team around him, Booker or Donovan? Donovan, I think. I really do. I think Booker has Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton's made a lot of done a lot of work to get better, but Chris Paul has made him a lot better. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think I would agree, but I do think it's pretty close. And Chris Paul is that good that it makes it that close. It's it's a tough choice. Uh, I will say this along the lines of you don't just show up. John Stockton was 35. Right. Carl Malone was 34 when they went to their first finals, 36 and 35 the next year. Right. Donovan's 24. Rudy's 27 or 8. They're still young. There's still a long road ahead of them. But on a night when a promising season and a diamond opportunity ends, that's not probably the night fans want to remember that. They don't want to hear that, it. but they got they they need to remember they'll, that. They'll hear it tomorrow during the locker it's, room cleanout. Tonight important. is about venting and getting that stuff off your chest. Do they need to do something next season? Yes. Do we need to upgrade our bench? 
absolutely. Our bench was exposed in this entire playoffs. The bench overachieved this season. Really? Jordan Clarkson the was season the bench. Or the, or the, sure, okay. But now George, Niang, okay. George Niang very much overachieved this year. And not in the playoffs. No, no, no. I mean in the season. With, right. For the season, we were talking about the Jazz going 8, 9, 10 deep. Right, I know. They got to the playoffs, and it was 6, sometimes 7 deep. Right, they completely scouted our bench and shut it down. Yeah. All right, we'll take our first break. Jazz playoff overtime. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Alex Lundberg behind the glass, uh, co-hosting and uh, producing and doing everything so that we can be on air, taking your phone He's calls. 855-340-ZONE. We'll see if we can fit in a few more calls. We've got locker room clean-out interviews coming up in a few short hours that yours truly and Alex will be a part of. So we got to get home and get some kind of sleep before that happens so we can bring you the best possible wrap to the Jazz season on Saturday. But we will fit in two or three more calls tonight, give you our yeah buts, and we'll give you the uh, championship results from uh, the fantasy game here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Be right back here on The Zone. selection this is about how you feel tonight feel like angsty teenage emo austin horton yeah jazz uh, lose it season over you see him in there singing and dancing around the studio oh he's going nuts over there uh look up uh what's it matt cutshaw on youtube yeah, Matt does, does this emo is not dead channel? Who? He's gotten so big that now all these emo artists are actually joining him in these little makeshift music videos. That it's it's dumb humor, but it's funny. Well, hey, whatever works. All right, he's Johnny. I'm Austin. Alex behind the glass. It's time for yeah, buts. But before we do that, eight five five three four zero zone. Ryan, probably our last caller of the night and of the season. So make it a good one, Ryan. No pressure. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Doing okay? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Good. It's wild turkey. What's up? Oh, Let's you got go. in, buddy. You oh, got nice. In. I was just telling Johnny that uh, you hate his I guts so and uh, you never want him to <laughs> be on the air again. He did, he did say that. I want you to know that. <laughs> Johnny's awesome. Just filled my car up so I could get through because I'm just driving around trying to blow off steam. But first, I got to give a round of applause to Alex for that <laughs> Hawthorne Heights uh, that just brought me in. Nice. Wasn't expecting that, and it's great. So thank you. <laughs> yep, for sure. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I'm coming down from the 10 I was at a couple hours ago at about a 6, and now I have my thoughts in line and ready to go. Okay. First one, not to dive into it too much, Austin, 100% right. Right? Like, you can get mad at Rudy. I want to get mad at Rudy. Get mad at Quinn. I want to get mad at Quinn. But what do you really want them to do in that situation? Like, who are you turning to? Who are you taking Rudy off the floor to put in? Doke? Like, really? I mean, he has five fouls, so I guess, yeah, that's <laughs> Six fouls but... in, in, in NBA six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. See, <laughs> I'm still out of six. 
logic yeah. still still kind of escaping me. Yeah. But there's nothing. I, I honestly I don't know what people want out of it. I mean, the best way to attack, like I said this on Twitter, if they're going to play five out and you got to roll with your guys, your other four that are on the court with Rudy have to be able to defend one on one and keep oh, yeah. the ball in front of them, or else what you saw for. Four straight games is mostly, is mainly this series. Also, six games is just scramble drill on defense that led to wide open shots. Yep. Rudy in uh, awkward situations, um, breakdown of communication, yada yada yada. Right? Let's put a bow on that. That's my two cents on that. Looking forward, and you kind of talked about this with Mike Conley. What do the Jazz do? In my opinion, I hope this isn't what's going to happen, but I have a feeling it is. Is that we're going to be uh, having media day here in a couple months, and it'll be we signed our biggest free agency. We re-signed Mike Conley, and it'll probably be at a forty million dollar um, price tag over multiple years. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Last point, and then I'll let you guys get to it because I know you guys have families that you got to get home to. <laughs> Taking a page out of Caller Gary's book about who I would like to see the Jazz go get, I'll throw the same out there. Otto Porter Jr. He's been linked to the Jazz before via trade. He's coming off a massive contract. He's had the past couple of years being injured. I think career, he's 42%-ish, three-point shooting, and obviously big 6'7", athletic wing, pending injuries. Johnny Lightfoot, like you said, they need another guy. I feel like he fits more of that uh, defensive potential stopper that the Jazz could use going up against a Paul George and Kawhi Leonard where you're not shuffling through Royce O'Neal, and then Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, etc. Yeah. So, my two cents, take it and run. Love you guys. Looking forward to the offseason. Ryan, you're the best. Great call. Wild Turkey Fart Blunt. Best name, best name and a great guy. He is. Even I, though he doesn't like if me. If I'm not following him, I need to follow him. <laughs> you need to follow him. What's uh, going on? Uh, and uh, that, that name he mentioned, Otto Porter Jr.? I'm looking up his stats right now, yeah. Uh, you should keep that bookmarked mm-hmm. because I think... I think that there will be overtures presented. I, I don't and know. May, may I'm not going to say they've cheated and done it already, but maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Well, the, the, there's one. There's one stat here that stands out. They haven't. It was a joke. He's six eight. He's probably going to join the Clippers. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, we were ending on an okay note here. All right. So yeah, but segment. The Jazz lose for the fourth straight time. They had never lost three games in a row in the season. They, therefore, had never lost four games in a row this season until they lost four in a row and three in a row to the Clippers. Johnny, your yeah, but it's got to be positive because after a loss, yeah, buts are positive. Look, I'm going with what I said earlier. This is still a successful season. We got farther than we did last year as we said we needed to do. Did we win the championship? No. Did we want to? Yes, but we've got our worker way up there. We had Defensive Player of the Year again. We had our first six-man of the year. This is the first time the Jazz were the number one seed in the uh, t- entire playoffs with the best record. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of positives from this season. It is not a wasted season. Do not call for anybody's heads. They do not need to roll. We're, we're going in the right direction. Granted, we are all bummed. We are all disappointed. We are all frustrated right now that the Jazz did not win, which we all wanted them to do. But, and this is a big one, we're going in the right direction. We do need to make some changes. We need to upgrade our bench, and I believe that's going to happen. And next year is a whole new season. I like it. Alex, your yeah buts? 
Well, the sun will rise in the morning. <laughs> okay, Eric. <laughs> I mean, from nobody like, perished. Nobody died. Nobody perished. <laughs> um, no, like you know. I love you, Eric. I, I I get what Johnny's saying, you know, and I do agree that next season is a whole new season. But that's kind of the point: is next season is the next season. And from a a, a jazz fan perspective, as you know, just from a this season only, from a this game, this series. Honestly, there's there's not a lot of positive that I can spin on this. Uh, to me, this was a disappointment. The way that the Jazz played in the regular season, they showed that they should be title contenders. Uh, and in my opinion, anything less than the Western Conference Finals was falling short, and the Jazz fell short. And along those lines, I'm going to take what will sound like a negative and spin it into a yeah, but positive. The Jazz were exposed for their weaknesses, for their uh, the cracks in their armor. They were exposed in ways that uh, prove they were not ready to win a championship right now. And the good news there is that they know exactly, hopefully, what they are missing, what they require, and they will find a way to go get it in the offseason. So the good news, the yeah, but, is yeah, the season's over, but improvements can start being made tomorrow. Agree with that completely. So, all right, we'll come back on the other side, wrap up the season, sadly, here on this show. Uh, wow, we got uh, 12, 12 of these in the books. No, 11, right? Five plus six, 11. Yep, 11. Don't do math on air. But it's more than the, the zero we did last year and the zero we did the year before that. That's right. So. We will be back for the coming years, I believe. We better be. We'll come back, wrap it up, give our thanks to everyone, uh, and uh, talk to you about uh, who won the Jazz Playoff Overtime uh, Fantasy Championship right here on The Zone. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that It's hard at the end of the day I need some distraction This, it feels like, I don't awesome. know how you guys felt on yearbook day of your senior year in high school. It was a rip your heart out day for me. And I don't know why, but every time I hear this song, I just go you, back to that day. You know, if you can donate twelve ninety nine a month, <laughs> you too can have some defense for next year's season. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for, and I mean this one, there's no but at the end of this. This is but, a sad but there dog might be a song. But. Uh, I'm all for good treatment of animals and no homeless pets and all that sort of stuff, for right, sure. ASPCA, right. if you want to donate, because you see it. But my college roommate say, said it really well. For twelve ninety nine, you watching, two can find George Niang a new home. This <laughs>
Sorry. Okay. Johnny Lightfoot said that. From the top row. Um, my college roommate, we were watching TV late one night and this came on, this commercial. Yeah. And with the song and the sad dogs. And he's like, this drives me nuts. And I was like, why? They're cute dogs. Look, I want to give them my money. He said, it's all about the song, man. A right. dog looks like a dog. It's a dog. If you put a happy song behind a dog, it's a happy dog. If you put a sad song behind a dog, it's a sad dog. The marketing director who came up with these <laughs> songs behind is a genius. Sarah McLaughlin wrote yeah. this song for someone who OD'd. I'm sure her they, career- And they changed it into a sad dog song. I'm sure her career is not, I can't wait to write another sad dog song. <laughs> she's probably made good money off she's it. made a ton of money off this. And hopefully has helped some pets uh, be saved. Yes. Or become pets. Yes. Abandoned animals become pets. But yeah, it's a, it's a sad song. It's a sad close to the season. This is where we part until tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean- Monday. Six hours. Yeah. Well, you two come back in six hours. And I won't see you till the movie zone. That's right. Watch out. Which actually we we technically are on air in five hours. So imagine that. It's recorded. Well, it's pre-recorded. No, that's not from a word. Thir- from Thursday. That's pre-recorded is not a word. Want to bet? I Re- just recorded is what it is. Pre-recorded. <laughs> I recorded it's it before re-played. I recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got to wrap it up. Uh, Jazz do lose six six games, four games to two in right. six games to the Los Angeles Clippers. A great season, a fun season, still leaving a lot to be desired, and they get to get to work on that starting tomorrow. But uh, Johnny Lightfoot and Alex Lundberg, we do the Austin Horton crazy wonky fantasy scoring in the playoffs. We each draft six guys from the collective rosters in each series. Johnny blew us away with John Morant in the first round. It was that number one pick. That's and, what it came down to. And you were on your way to possibly blowing us away in the second round. But uh, Kawhi Leonard, or excuse me, Alex was going to blow us away, but Kawhi Leonard, you know, got hurt and missed two yeah. games. And so anyway, uh, Donovan Mitchell doing his special stuff that he did in this playoffs. I happened to grab him with the second overall pick and. That made the difference in this series. Tonight, Team Horton wins tonight with a best number all playoffs. Even better than your John Morant's. Wow. 137 was Team Horton tonight. That's awesome. Wow, that's huge. 75 Team Lightfoot, 57 Team Lundy. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Had I not gambled and drafted Mike Conley, if I had drafted someone else other than Mike Conley, I'd probably win. You would have, for Look, sure. Mike Conley missing four of the five games that we scored. What did we, he, we skipped game one. Now, now just, just correct me here, or not correct me, uh, remind me, what, uh, what, what, did, what did he give you tonight? Two. Two, okay. Five points, but, you know, yeah. then you had the three negatives. Right, okay. All right, so the champion of this round, Team Horton, 558, Team Lightfoot, 385, Team wow. Lundy, 351. Blowout. It wasn't even close. No, blowout. But because of John Morant's special five-game performance against the Jazz, Team Lightfoot wins the 2021 Jazz Playoff Overtime. Wow. With? Fantasy League. 851. Wow. To 815. Ooh, you were, you were close. To 596. You were close. Alex was close to 600, <laughs> which you had in 
before the series began. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was fun. Thanks for playing, guys. No, thanks for good. putting up with my wonky scoring system. Look, all I can say is it was beginner's luck for me. I've never done fantasy before, so I just gambled. And this isn't real fantasy because I made it up. I know. Well, that. <laughs> wait a second. Isn't that what fantasy is? <laughs> made up? Well, I mean, I made up the scoring. It's for someone who doesn't like Lord of the Rings. You sure like fantasy stuff? Okay, that's enough. I I always forget that that's a thing, and it makes me angry. <laughs> that I hate Lord yes. of the Rings. Right. I guess we're even though for our off uh, off air discussion yeah he, he hates harry potter too yeah I, and i won't say it on air so that you guys don't get your cars keyed but you don't like that show that we talked about in the in the uh, in the break that's like not liking bread you were talking about days of our life well it's days of our lives and they've done more for the modern uh, american television than uh, air, air Supply ever did for mod- <laughs> contemporary moderate music. I'm pretty sure Air Supply was the theme song several times <laughs> for Days of Our Life. <laughs> but I, I still got to get you to sign my album. I will agree with you, though, that, that show that we were discussing is kind of like bread when it's just really stale and bland <laughs> and not crazy. enjoyable. You are crazy. Amen. I agree. You, look, you guys I, are look, crazy. I'm not going to say it either, but I... Didn't hate the show. I just didn't watch it. And if it came on, I would watch like one episode and then miss like six weeks of it again. Fantasy Island. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no clue. All right. Well, it's been a fun run. I want to thank Amanda Smith. Andrew oh, Sorensen, yeah. John Kiefer, and of course Alex Lundberg and Eric Jensen, not only for uh, Jazz Playoff Overtime, but for their work all season long on the Utah Jazz broadcasts. Uh, Alex has carved himself out a spot as the Jazz Radio producer, and that's good and bad. It's good because you're good at it, and it's a good gig to have, and you've got job security. It's bad because they don't play in the mornings. But, hey, you're doing a great job, so congrats. He's kicking butt. Uh, Great season to David Locke and Ron Boone. Great season to Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, and Alex Lundberg once again for uh, the pre-half and post-game shows. Scotty G, Lloyd Cole, Chris Barney, and, yes, Jeremy Castro, the executive producers of Jazz Radio Game Night. Jake Hatch, Eric Jensen, DJ and PK, Gordon Monson, Hans Olsen, and Scott Gerard for their daily work. Our wonderful, amazing sponsors – Everyone that listens, tweets, and especially calls in during Jazz Playoff Overtime. And last, but certainly most importantly, my thanks to Johnny Lightfoot for jumping in, answering the call, saying, yeah, I want to do it, 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 until I finally said, fine, you do it. <laughs> Squeaky will. And uh, it was really fun. Good job, buddy. Thank, thank you, you so man. much for, for uh, being my co-host. Well, we can't, we got it, Alex, right? We got to thank Austin, right? Oh, well, absolutely. I was going to give you the, we, it's, we've got 14 minutes, or let's see, 15 and a half minutes before 2 a.m., so I turn over the rest of the hour to you to thank me. I only need 10 seconds. Well, thanks, Austin. You did a great job. That never mind. I was gonna make a joke about that show you guys don't like, but uh, when you said you only need ten seconds, but hey, it's we'll leave it for Andrew Reinhardt next week. It's all right. Thanks, guys. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a good time. We we enjoy it. We're gonna be back next year. It's gonna be a new season starting tomorrow. We're gonna do it in Spanish next year too. I don't know if I told you that. Okay. On Espanol. Okay. So I uh, will be uh, trying to learn Spanish then. We will do the that we will do the first in English, 
Then we'll go back and dub it in, in Spanish. So. Mi Espanol es muy poquito. I hope that was FCC friendly. That says my Spanish is very little. Oh, okay. All right. For Johnny Lightfoot and Alex Lindbergh, I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you in a few short hours right here on The Zone for Jazz Locker Room uh, Exit Interviews. And uh, uh, until then, sleep good. And, uh, and Oh, and you know what? No, I said the movie zone was coming up in five hours. No, it's not That's five on hours. Sunday morning. Right. It's, what day is it? It's, it what fit, year is look, it? Where am I? It feels like Saturday. I'm not going to lie. It totally felt like Saturday. Today. All right. That's it for Jazz Playoff Overtime. Good night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.